Market Scale is coming at you from Amsterdam, covering Integrated Systems Europe, the world's largest exhibition for AV and systems integration professionals. Dark Envy, or as we say in English, here we go. You thought this was going to be Tyler Kern? You're wrong. This is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Welcome to our day one podcast on ISC in Amsterdam. Integrated Systems Europe is popping this year. And of course, we've got Tyler Kern on the ground doing interviews, getting videos, getting fabulous content with some of the leaders in the AV industry and on an international level. I mean, I think what sets ISE apart from your Infocoms, some of your other AV shows is, yes, obviously those have an international presence, but when you're based out of Europe, when you've got your whole show in Europe, it just, I think, creates a different vibe. And when you're in a city like Amsterdam, which is so gorgeous and has such history, and you're also showcasing some of the leading visual and auditory technology that the world has to offer, it's just such a great meshing of worlds, right? And that's what I'm so excited to bring onto this podcast is a look at that mesh, a look at what ISE really does have to offer this year and getting to hear from Tyler himself because he's been on the show floor getting that content and he expects people to listen to it. So that's what I'm doing for him. I'm getting him the platform. Let's jump in y'all. So obviously Integrated Systems Europe is going on right now at the Amsterdam Rye Hotel in the Netherlands. It's going on from February 5th to the 8th, and it is the conglomeration of several of the biggest names in the AV industry. I think my favorite part about the show is its divisive nature, and not in a divisive content, but it's literally divided into several technology zones, not only to just make the experience more accessible for your average showgoer, but to really showcase all the different sides of the AV industry and what innovation is popping off in each one. And so those six technology zones are audio and live events, digital signage, education technology, residential, smart building, and unified communications. And I think each of those has a really interesting angle to add to the pro AV industry, especially education technology, in my opinion. The applications for interactive digital signage in the classroom or simulated reality and hologram technology in the classroom and how that can immerse students in new worlds, further their soft skills like empathy. It's A pretty interesting mix of industries. That's the one that I'm going to be watching most closely for sure. So we all know how powerful of a show ISE is, not just here in the States, obviously, but on an international level. Though I think when we look at shows like ISE, often the focus stays on the visual side of things. The pixel pitch, the innovations in LED going 8K, right? But just as essential in AV is the A side of things, the audio. And to get a look at what innovation in audio is going to hit ISE this year, we brought in our audio expert himself, Mr. Zach Brummett of MarketScale. Mr. Zach Brummett is going to walk us through some of the companies that he thinks are making the biggest moves in the audio 
audio space in ISE 2019, especially looking at how audio networks are seeing a lot of change. So Brummett, great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm glad to be here. I'm doing well, Daniel. How are yeah, you doing? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm really looking forward to digging into the audio side of things. So why don't we just kick it off? What company are you seeing as just one of the innovators in audio technology this year at ISE? Uh, the big one for me is going to be Audinate. They were the ones, if you remember, maybe a couple years back, they were the proprietors of the Dante software, which is the audio over Ethernet push that we yeah. saw. They're, to me, one of the key players. They're actually doing video over Ethernet now, which is very exciting. It kind of helps basically solve some of the synchronizing problems that we had with trying to get multiple displays. Anytime you had multiple systems all feeding from the same video network, mm -hmm. there was sometimes a bit of uh, latency or disconnect with the audio and video. So now they've got one giant streamlined solution that does both audio and video seamlessly. And it's I think it's pretty cool. And I think it, it's going to be really huge this year. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard a lot about how Dante is affecting, especially live events um, and how AV technicians are having to also become IT technicians, honestly, because of it. It's, it's a positive and also a challenge because as these networks for live events become more intricate and you can do more with your audio network. And I mean, the fact that I'm saying audio network here, it's not just a bunch of analog switches. We legitimately are running a whole show off a network. You know, your AV operator needs to be able to flip that switch in a key moment, needs to be able to troubleshoot something with the network if something goes down, which is is a new aspect of the position, I think. It's something that AV technicians didn't need to know only, you know, five years ago even. Yeah, that's very true. And But one thing that some companies are doing, especially at ISC this year, is a big push towards uh, businesses, like you said. Um, they're catering these systems towards conference rooms, auditoriums, uh, meeting rooms even, things like that. So what some companies are doing to solve that problem that you're talking about is uh, offering a, a whole complete solution. So they're trying to make it as seamless as possible from start to finish. They're offering, uh, so basically even your standard IT person or whoever is kind of operating the AV space at your company, maybe you don't have a dedicated audio or video guy. It's usually the IT person who ends up kind of troubleshooting these systems and things like that. So they're trying to make this a streamlined approach so that you don't necessarily have to wear multiple hats and it's they're kind of trying to make it easy for you and, and, and use software to kind of walk you through that as well. Another company that is uh, doing pretty cool stuff in the B2B world at ISC this year is Bose Professional, which is the business division of Bose, which okay. everyone knows is more traditionally kind of a consumer sort of electronics company. But uh, they actually came out with a huge line of, of business products for these conference rooms and these permanent installs. So basically, these audio companies, their biggest market right now is these permanent installs. So you're seeing a huge push from all these pro audio companies like Bose Professional, and and they're trying to enter this space and because and, that's where the biggest market value is. So Bose came out with a huge line of, of 20 different solutions basically for these conferences. And, um, you know, they're basically debuting these at ISC and they'll be available earlier this year. So it's kind of tough to say exactly what they do and, and you know, how they set themselves apart from other people because we're just now seeing this for the first time. But um, I think it's going to be really exciting. Bose makes some of the best gear you can buy. So it's, it's going to be really cool to see them kind of enter this B2B space in full force. Uh, another company, Genelec, which has been definitely... Uh, established in the studio monitor space is also kind of entering the B2B space with another audio network uh, sort of system that they're 
kind of invented, but this one, it actually uses uh, their proprietary software and to basically uh, basically makes a scalable s- system where you can install multiple loudspeakers, you can scale it up or down, okay. and it actually uh, works in medium to small size, or sorry, medium size venues, which, you know, when you're talking about a large size venue being a arena stadium or something yeah. ridiculous like that a medium sized venue is actually like you know pretty large for like most, most of us are thinking so this is actually pretty huge cuz most of our audio networks have been kind of confined to our smaller venues and clubs for the most part so i think this is going to be a a really big push for a scalable situation that we're going to see you know growing into these larger auditoriums and things like that over time um, and this is, this is another kind of fully integrated solution. So they're going to have the speak their you know Genelec speakers, which are always super high quality. Um, you get and now you have onboard signal processing, you know power amps, uh, room calibration, even software, and it's all over just like a single Cat five cable, like normal audio networks are. So they're like I said, there there's a big push for these integrated systems, kind of making it easy for businesses to uh, you know get get their whole solution in one package, so they don't really have to have, you know, an, an engineer on site necessarily to troubleshoot and get these systems working all the time. Is That's really interesting because I think in some regards or just in general industry trends, you see a push for open source technology for the most part. But it's cool to see that the black box solution actually still has a lot of value, especially when you're dealing with something like a live event and the audio network that needs to run properly um, for that event. Um, I think often you think these venues probably don't have an AV technician on hand all the time. So a black box solution that they don't have to DIY patch, you know, different softwares and different networks together to make it run. Instead, they get the one that is high fidelity and is going to perform well and perform simply is probably a more attractive solution. So interesting to see how the audio side of AV is still hammering down on some of those black box solutions, not just open source, like, I don't know, like you're seeing in IoT or AI, smart homes, all that good stuff. Yeah, you're exactly right. And something interesting that I saw was some uh, interesting bit of data. Basically, the main decision makers for these audio systems are going to be the IT guys and then next level, your C-level executives. So most of the time, the people making these decisions about these giant systems are are not audio professionals. So having this integrated solution is going to be really important for these businesses because you know, you're not necessarily having an engineer make these decisions. They're prioritizing video. They're prioritizing, you know, uh, LED displays, things like that. And so uh, having these, like, really nice audio solutions kind of already mapped out for you is almost a no-brainer for businesses. Um, you know, it makes it much easier for them to decide which kind of package they need and, uh, you know, how to go from there and set up and install. Well, it sounds like Integrated Systems Europe is going to be chock full of integrated systems. <laughs> so, Zach, thank you so much for giving us some insight into what audio has to offer at ISE this year. I think we're going to continue to see some big innovations in audio networks, and I'm interested to see how the professionals operating those networks change up their positions to stay ahead of this IT curve that seems to always be leaking its way into AV. And, I mean, realistically, I think down the line, AV and IT will become one in the same so it's uh, it's pretty interesting stuff thanks zach for giving your insight yeah it was a lot of fun daniel thanks
Okay, now it's time for the interviews that everyone has been waiting for. We're about to hear from people that are on the floor in Amsterdam with that seven-hour time difference, and we're going to be hearing from Tyler Kern, the man himself, B2B media producer at MarketScale. He's been working his butt off at ISE, getting as much content as possible, and while doing that, he's been interviewing people on the show floor to get their thoughts on the show, but more importantly, to highlight a few of the companies that are standing out as the biggest innovators with the coolest tech. So we're going to be hearing from a variety of different people. We're going to hear from five different thought leaders at ISE. We're going to be hearing from Mike Cleary, Director of Marketing at Sonance. And Tyler talked to Mike about the residential side of what Sonance does and specifically how they're able to seamlessly integrate speakers into the home or landscape. And Cleary explains a little bit more about their big push for comfort and how basically an invisible AV install is the right AV install. We're also going to hear from Tom Mingo. He's the executive vice president of marketing and sales at Williams AV. And Mingo breaks down Williams AV's newest product, the Audio Presenter Hub, which he's claiming is the first Bluetooth wireless access point that is designed to be installed above any meeting or huddle space, which is big because huddle rooms are really the future of the co-working space today in 2019, which means that market is probably popping off and any tech entering that market or assisting that market is definitely going to see some valuable returns. We're also going to be hearing from Stuart Ray. He's the European LED project support engineer for LG, which is an awesome nab. Tyler talks to Stuart about how LG developed their transparent LED displays, a really fascinating piece of technology. We're also going to get to hear from Tim Bagonis, Chief Marketing Officer at DTools. And DTools is bringing a different kind of innovation to ISE. Yes, it's AV, but it isn't literally AV. It's actually software that's helping the back end of the AV integration process. It's an integration software that helps streamline proposals and project management, which he claims is going to help integrators save time and money, something that any industry should be looking to do. And to wrap things up, Tyler chats with Nick Shu. He's a manager at Avara Innovation Corporation. They're a Taiwan-based company and a leading brand within the AV industry, specializing in mounting systems and 4K HD distribution solutions, though. Nick and Tyler don't talk about any of that, actually. Instead, they have a nice conversation chatting about, hey, what's the best restaurant to grab a bite to eat at while here in Amsterdam? What was the flight like? Just a little casual AV to AV chat. A great way to wrap up this podcast so let's go ahead and jump in we have so many interviews to get to and a lot of really authentic innovation to showcase that's what we're here for we want to showcase the people that are making it happen in av so let's start with mike cleary again director of marketing for sonance Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Sure, happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about what Sonance does, especially in the world of residential uh, audio. Sure. Um, this year we're celebrating 35 years anniversary. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so we're based in San Clemente. Um, and as a company, we started out as uh, two college friends with an idea of turning audio into something that looks like it blends in with the space. And then how do we experience that is we like to use the word comfort. So if something can be comfortable, uh, then it allows us to be in that environment the right way. And so really residentially, if we believe speakers should look like they belong in the, in, to the design of the space and be comfortable to enjoy, then it's less about a part number or a model number and more about the application of how are you going to use the space and so that might be entertaining for a cocktail party or it might be a morning cup of coffee but 
we feel like we've got the best uh, collection of solutions to, to achieve that. Absolutely. So they look fantastic and they really integrate into the space really well. What's the sound quality like on something like this? Yeah, um, we, we're proud of our team, uh, engineering teams led by Mr. Todd Ryan, who brings uh, over 35 years of audio engineering uh, using the latest uh, Clipple Distortion Analyzer, Fine Motor programs, all the technical tools, but also a lot of personality and a lot of, uh, you know, individual expertise to that as well. So uh, please go through and listen and take a moment to, to hear for yourself for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what kind of connectivity? Is it possible to connect all of this to an iPad or, or something like that? How can I control sure, uh, the speakers sure. in, in, in a given space? Yeah, we end up partnering quite a bit with uh, other control companies. So whether that be some of the major uh, control automation platforms, um, we've got a partnership with Sonos as well. So whatever that source is, whatever that control user interface is, um, that can stand on its own. And then Sonance amplifiers and Sonance speakers can be part of that environment. So um, pretty pretty neutral, pretty open to uh, whatever uh, installer or co you know consumer uh, front user interfaces. If I'm someone that hasn't thought about surround sound or audio in my home for the last 15 years or so, you know, uh, and I'm new to the this idea, what has happened? What has changed in the last 15 years? Uh, we, we like to think of audio in, in three ways, and it's a little bit of a funny statement, but we say that people don't install our speakers to listen to music. Um, we see that as more of the two-channel world. If someone's going to sit down into a perfect listening environment, this is two-channel audio. It's, we love it. It's beautiful. Um, but people, what we say, what they're doing, if I take a speaker that gets flushed into the wall or get, gets hidden into a kitchen, people install our products to set the mood of a space. And so thinking of distributed audio as setting the mood, it ties back into this idea of comfort. Uh, surround sound, of course, is a different thing, right? Where the director wants you to be a part of the movie, a part of that story. And so uh, the advancements that 3D audio, whether it's Atmos or whatever spec uh, you get called out, the idea that audio can be all around um, is a new, uh, I think, Commercially has been accepted for a while. We're seeing that more and more residentially. So um, our our focus goes to outdoor audio, uh, indoor audio, home theater, and then of course commercial professional audio as well. So it seems like your goal is to integrate so seamlessly into a space that you don't even really notice that it's there. It just completely adds to the experience and to the overall ambiance, I guess, of, of an event. Yeah, we don't want the design or the aesthetic to be the roadblock. Um, from a marketing perspective, it can be challenging challenging to, right, if, if the goal is to hide, uh, then we need to call attention to, to our products other ways. So we're starting to do that with some storytelling uh, around some of these beautiful properties and, and installations, but um, our relationship with our uh, installation base and our customers is really the, the primary focus for us. So, Mike, thank you so much for the time yeah, today. Pleasure. All right, I'm here with Tom Mingo, the Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Williams AV. Tom, explain to me what we're looking at here today. Thanks, Tyler. Today we're uh, launching our newest product called our Audio Presenter Hub. And our Audio Presenter Hub is designed to be really the world's first wireless interactivity and sharing and, and transport device for any conference room or huddle space and, and, and meeting area. Um, what makes our product so unique and what we're so excited about is our patent pending little device we affectionately call our BWAP. It's the world's first Bluetooth wireless access point designed to be installed 
above any meeting space inside of a conference room or a lecture theater hall. And we actually broadcast a 100 foot sphere of Bluetooth connectivity. Why that's important and why that's very unique in the world is that Bluetooth has not been really a commercially viable connectivity source in the audiovisual world because its design was meant to be for very close proximity. People using their phones, going to their wireless earphones or a phone to a little speaker to transport music. By using a BWAP with the strength that we're able to broadcast, now any conference room can actually leverage the existing microphones and and existing speakers installed in the room and all the things that AV integrators are so special at doing and now walk in with any simple phone or iPad, simply make a connection via the Bluetooth into our BWAP, make any sort of conference call and in the entire area is uh, shared by all the participants there. Same can be said for when you walk in with your laptop and you want to do a Skype or a Zoom video call. Simply connect your laptop to the Bluetooth in that room, wirelessly cast your screen to the to the uh, display in the room, and actually have all that audio from the near-end and far-end participants shared over the speakers and the mics in the room. So we're really excited. So what you're doing at Williams AV is really removing some barriers from being able to communicate and really get business done for uh, people that have conference room spaces and that sort of thing. You're just kind of tearing down those walls and allowing more connectivity and more sharing and enabling that as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the way we, there are, uh, let me say this, the way we see the world, so many people use conference rooms and one of the biggest frustrations is walking in and looking at a set of cords and be like, how do I get my laptop to show up there? What's the resolution of this? How do I get my phone connected? How do I make a conference? call. We're all very adept at using those devices in our pockets. A phone is a very traditional thing. We're all experts at utilizing that. We thought, why can't a person walk in there? And with the simplicity of dialing somebody on your cell phone, why can't they have that same experience with every device in the room and know that everything's a universal source for being able to receive it? So uh, our job is simplicity in using the things people like to use every day. You mentioned the patent pending on this device. Uh, Is that what sets you guys apart from other connected office type software? Just the ability to walk into a room and have something like this that allows everything to connect to Bluetooth that way? Yeah, it is. It's uh, again, Bluetooth we saw was a technology that traditionally people weren't integrating along around because it it meant such close proximity between the sending and the receiving device. Um, By being able to expand that into an entire room and everybody in there, let's think about when you walk into a room, what do you happen to be carrying today? You've probably got a cell phone, an iPad, your laptop. On any given day, all of us are carrying around three to five devices that are all Bluetooth enabled, and yet we don't really use that aspect to actually communicate with them. Now, by actually being able to leverage the billions of devices on earth that actually are Bluetooth enabled and we all carry around every day, we're just aiming to simplify that for people and and it was amazing to us that there was not a technology that already existed that allowed people to do that. So we're very excited about that patent. Absolutely. Tom, thank you so much for joining uh, the MarketScale Pro AV podcast here at ISE here in 2019. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate you guys coming by. Stuart Ray, and I'm the European LED project support engineer. work for LG, uh, covering the majority of the European territories. So we're here today talking about transparent display. Can you kind of explain how you did that with LED? 
Okay, so we have a proprietary transparent film. It's a self-adhesive film, and inside the film we are embedding a very, very fine wire filament and uh, full-color LEDs. It's absolutely incredible. What are some of the practical displays that you've seen of this so far? Obviously, it's beautiful technology. Ultimately, it's, it's a brand new technology. It's only coming just to the market right now, so we have a, a couple of... Uh, experimental installations but ultimately it's a product that is being released as of middle of January so it's only really been available to order for the last two or three weeks so there aren't any full-scale installations yet. Is this the first show that you've brought this type of technology to? Uh, last year and the year before we showed the development prototypes so uh, 2017 we showed a monochrome version 2018 we showed the prototype colors and this year we're showing the full production version which is available to order in Stuart's ideal world how does this get used in the future you know do you want is it, is it something for people's homes or do you see it more for businesses and that sort of thing it's 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 more of a digital out of home advertising screen the pixel pitch is very large at the moment it's 24 millimeters so you need a very large surface to do HD you know over 40 meters wide so you'll see it mainly I think deployed in uh, large public spaces uh, and possibly even to uh, to do street facing on glass buildings uh, mainly for use at night it's only a thousand nits brightness at the moment so it's not really a, a, a street facing daytime product but certainly for evening use and then indoors uh, large shopping centers and anyone who's trying to do something creative uh, with a, a, a large expanse of glass so we can support curves as well so the product will do a, a convex display surface with a radius of down to 1100 millimeters so quite a unique product really i think one of the big buzzwords that gets thrown around trade shows like this is experience this is kind of done to create a, a, more of a one-of-a-kind unique experience for people that visit a business that has something like this yeah i, I think so if, i think if you're trying to be memorable you've got to do something that's different from everybody else and everybody will have black rectangular screens that's that's the technology of the day isn't it so if you can move away from that and get your message across in a way that is different from everyone else then you'll stand out and that's certainly a product that stands out Stuart, how far did you have to travel to get here? Just from the UK, so not too bad. Not too bad. How does this compare to previous years of ISE? I, I get the sense that you've been here a couple of times before. Yeah, I've done ISE for a number of years. I'm not quite sure how many, but uh, more than once. It just gets bigger and busier every year. Uh, I think being on the LG stand, we, we get a slightly distorted view because it's so incredibly busy on the stand that you can barely move. So getting the opportunity to step away is quite nice and uh, be peace and quiet for a few minutes. <laughs> when the show ends for the day, what do you like to do here in Amsterdam at night? Where do you like to go? What's the spot? This is my first time here, right? So what do I need to see while I'm here? I, I very rarely get the chance to see anything of Amsterdam other than a, 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 a few restaurants and hotels. It's yeah. uh, it's a very nice city, though. So I think it's better in the summer. <laughs> I believe that. The weather's a little gray, uh, that sort of thing. Do you have a soccer team that you cheer for, Stuart? I try to, but it's depressing. My, my home team is Sunderland in the UK, and they are they were at the top of the game at one point, and now they're very, very low down. Did you watch the Netflix documentary? I'm halfway through it. <laughs> I watched it, and uh, just even as an outsider, it was depressing. Sad, isn't it? They, I'm sure they'll... I'm sure with the right motivation, they'll get back to it. But, you know, for, for a team that was, you know, 
league champions, FA Cup winners. Uh, back when I was a, a youngster, it's it's sad to see where they've fallen, but. It, it's very sad to see. But, hey, what's the most exciting thing that you're, you're here for this year? You know, what, what do you like to look around? And when you get to a chance to walk around, what, what excites you about being at ISC? I'd, I'd be happy just to get the chance to have a walk around. And uh, it's it's quite difficult to get away and see things. But, I, you know, my my world at the moment is LED. So I like to get around and see what what a, what what everyone else is doing, what's the, the new trends, and see what people are managing to produce. It's the... the the next generation of technology is what you want to see. And it's great when I can see the, the things that LG are doing that you only ever see on YouTube. You know, so quite often these are taken to other exhibitions that you might not get the chance to see. And to see our rolling OLEDs and the, the curved wave screens and the, the things that we're capable of doing, it's always great to get a chance to see them in person. Yeah, absolutely. Those are incredible uh, pieces of technology and really exciting to see. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here at uh, ISE 2019. Okay, not a problem. We're talking to Tim Bagonis, the CMO, that's Chief Marketing Officer of DTools. Yeah. Tim, tell us a little bit about what DTools does. Okay, so we have a software platform that helps system integrators uh, streamline the way they do their proposals, uh, their system designs, and manage those projects through to completion. So it's a data-driven software solution uh, where we take manufacturer specifications, so descriptions, images, dimensions, all the way down to the inputs and outputs, and utilizing that information, we're also tracking um, install time, so time to install. So let's say there's a television or in-ceiling speakers, we can say this TV takes an hour to install. So by applying the time, uh, companies can also apply their labor rates, so what they're charging for the install. So when they're building a system in our solution, um, we're going to calculate the installed price. So we'll take the price of the equipment, add the install time, and so at the end of that, it's an installed price. So when they're doing their job, all they really need to worry about is how the systems go together build a bill of materials and as they add those products to their project um, at the end they can generate reports so one of the reports is a, a proposal they can generate contracts scope of works everything client facing and then that same information can be used to generate um, very detailed drawings so we integrate with Visio with AutoCAD and so we can do line drawings line diagrams elevations plan views and schematic drawings and it's all based on that same product information so the specifications in the product the dimensions they'll be used to generate an elevation the inputs and outputs can be used to generate a full schematic drawing. Then we can generate installation reports and they can leverage that information to then schedule out the install and have their field teams uh, get their job on their phone. They can bring up the tasks, they can check their time, they can mark items complete, they can take site notes, they can get the client to sign off. That all goes back to the project so that you can measure estimated versus actuals. And then we integrate with accounting systems such as QuickBooks, SAP Business One, CRM such as Salesforce. So really giving the integrator 
the tools to streamline their entire business operations. And with higher efficiency and more accuracy comes, uh, you're able to give better estimates and better bids, right? Rather than having to estimate, you have actual facts and figures that are more accurate. So you're able to give more accurate, uh, your, your clients are able to give more accurate representations of here's what can be expected. Yeah, and it, it helps them really reduce the time to produce that proposal. So instead of taking days, they can do it in a matter of hours, which gets the project off the street, helps them win the job, and because it's more accurate, um, it's also helping them eliminate errors. So they can put together packages, they can uh, add accessories so that, let's say, for their television packages, they can make sure they always have a mount, an HDMI cable, a, so a power supply. And these are the things that often lead to errors or omissions, and they have to go back and charge the client, so we help them eliminate that. And it makes it much faster um, to actually generate that proposal. I'm wondering, what, what is coming down the pipeline? What excites you about this industry as you continue to move forward? Is there new technology that you see that could uh, continue to, I guess, push this industry forward and, and continue to improve what you guys do? Well, it's always changing, right? Standards always change, workflow always changes. You know, new, new products come out. It seems like an endless cycle. Um, one of our, really one of our benefits is that we partner with hundreds of manufacturers to get product information into our library. So integrators can download that information, um, and it contains really everything they need in terms of dimensions, descriptions, MSRP, product images. So as technology changes, they can continually go back and add to their catalog of products, um, and that, that, that database is constantly being updated. Um, so we know the speed of change, and um, you know our solution has evolved over the years. We've been in business for 20 years. Um, we just released a new version of the software. We do new releases three times a year. Um, so change is, is constant. Um, we, we, uh, we do our best to, to stay on top of the trends. But, you know, we have over 6,000, you know, integrators that use us worldwide. Um, and it's, it's growing every day. So this is not your first ISE. Uh, what do you recommend as far as how should you take in Amsterdam when you're here? It's a new place. What's it like? What do you, what do you recommend? Uh, I recommend that when you land on that first day, you stay awake and then sleep that night so you're on the right cycle. Um, and the ISC is a big show. So there's, I think, up to 15 halls now. We've done, um, we've actually been a, 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 an exhibitor from the very first ISE. So, so we've grown, you know, with the show. Um, and Amsterdam's just a great city, lots of great restaurants, things to do. Um, so, you know, get your sleep. If you get your sleep, then the rest of it's fine. Someone will always, it's a friendly city, so someone will, you know, you'll meet someone on the tram or on the train and ask them where should we go for dinner, and they'll make like 10 recommendations. So it's a really fun city. How have you seen the show grow since its first year? Well, the first year, I believe, it was like in Brussels, and it was smaller. And it got to Amsterdam, I don't know, three years in. And I think there was like one or two halls, and I think they're up to 15 halls. So, in fact, I believe that they've outgrown it, so it's moving to Barcelona, not next year, but the year after. So, um, it's, you know, it shows that the industry you know, can support that kind of growth from both the residential and the commercial sectors. Uh, so it's a great show for us. Tim, thank you so much for joining us here on the Market Scale Pro AV Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. 
Hello everyone, I'm Nick Xu from the Avara Corporation, Innovation Corporation. So our company is specialized on 4K over IP video distribution product and also for the TV mounting, trolley car, all this kind of display projector support. Okay. And you traveled to ISE from Taiwan, correct? Yes, exactly. Long, long 14-hour flight. That's a really long flight. Have you been to Amsterdam before, Nick? Yes, many times. This is our 10th year uh, to participate in the IC show. So then you can imagine this. Have it the 10 year here now. And you're a manager at Avara, is that correct? Yes, I'm in charge about the Prada and the technical. What's your favorite thing about Amsterdam? What do you like about it? Uh, I like the, the Amsterdam is very international. Yeah. And uh, also I like the uh, canoe. Yes, very, uh, uh, very interesting to me, and I'll see the building in a boat, the co the cruise in the boat, in the canoe. Then you can see you can take the uh, the the best part of the city just in the boat without moving, uh, without working either. What's the best restaurant I need to try while I'm here? Uh, I think there's a, a restaurant at. Uh, 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 place I, for, I forget, but there's a tapas. All, all you can eat tapas. Uh, it's very good because we've been spent. We know the, who's the good tapas. It's very good, and all you can eat. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, explain more about what Avara does. Who are your Who's your clientele? Who are you reaching out to primarily? Okay, uh, all our, our customers are basically from the both commercial and residential because our 4K over IP solution, video distribution, could be a residential, your residential home, uh, whole, uh, house, uh, audio and video distribution to every room. To have a, uh, to do a living room, to your bedroom, and then you can enjoy your movie. You can enjoy enjoy your game and at any place in your house. That's the our solution can do. Okay. That's incredible. So, do you market yourself primarily to home builders, to architects, or are you more going more towards consumers, like people that live in their home and they are going to buy of our solutions? Uh, normally, I will recommend uh, 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 you have a system integrator that can do put everything for you, because normally. Uh, uh, when the uh, uh, house or home AV distribution is not just for, not just uh, the our product is also the current maybe lighting control, a lot of home automation control that uh, we can integrate this like Control 4 or Crestron or MS assistant. We can fully integrate with the controlling system. So we can have a one button, then change change the light setting and turn on the TV and uh, set our video uh, distribution routing to to your TV, all these things by one button. So normally we will recommend a, a professional system integrator to do that for you. So you're offering just total home solution, everything that I need audio video wise, you guys can come and that's that's how it's all set up. Uh, we can do the audio and uh, video distribution, but uh, you still need your uh, HD, Blu-ray, your PS4, all this kind, all this source, or you have a media bank or, or satellite box, direct TV, all this kind of thing as a video source. And but then we can uh, help to distribute all this video to the location, the TV you want it.
That's amazing. So what do you want people to know the most about Avara here today? What do you want people, when they come to your booth, when they leave, what do you want them to know more than anything? I would say, the, uh, I hope that all the visitors can remember that Avara is a, a kind of a, a pioneer of over-IP uh, product because we're doing the uh, AV over-IP for over 10 years. And uh, our, even our 4K over-IP product, is, we are really shipping for four years. So we are kind of uh, leading on this part. And uh, every day we keep enhance our product to fulfill the customer demand. That's amazing. Now, can you tell me, can you tell me a sentence in Taiwanese, and can I try to guess what you're saying? Because today uh, is Chinese New Year. Is it really? Yes, exactly. That's uh, still it should be supposed to be a, a family reunion day, but right here. So, but I will wish all the uh, uh, all the people that are watching this video have a wonderful family reunion very soon uh, with your all your uh, loving people okay can you say it in your native language to everybody uh, in Chinese yes in Mandarin uh, my name is Xu Chunhui. that's it. can you wish everyone a happy new year uh, I hope everyone <laughs> I love it. One of my favorite things about this show is just how uh, diverse it is, how there are people from lots of different countries and all over the place. And I love that you guys are here all the way from Taiwan, 14 hours for your 10th straight year. So thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. Okay, thank you. All right, time to let Tyler rest. He's been traveling non-stop and getting content non-stop since he landed in Amsterdam. First it was a flight to Canada, then it was an eight-hour layover, then it was a long flight over to the Netherlands, and then it's just been content creation non-stop. My man needs to rest, so we're going to call it for today. That's it for today's episode of Overseas at ISE Market Scale in Amsterdam where we're going to be sourcing content on the floor, our ear to the ground, really getting to hear from the people that are leading the industry, what's exciting them, what they're bringing to the table, and their thoughts on Dutch cakes, which hopefully are positive, because if you don't have positive thoughts about Dutch cakes, I don't know what's wrong with you. They're delicious. Speaking of Dutch cakes, I got to plug another piece of content that's right around the corner. You should keep an eye out for our Dutch Ones video piece, which is going to be coming out soon. Tyler sat down with Allison Maxson of Absin over a delicious plate of Dutch cakes to discuss what Absin is bringing to ISE this year, how they're leading the charge in several respects, and obviously they've got to do some ratings on those delicious cakes. So keep an eye out for that piece. And if you want to follow along with the rest of our content, you should go to marketscale.com slash industries slash proav. We're going to have plenty of solid ISE content there. We already have some recap stuff on what to expect, what we're already loving from the show, and of course, more podcasts every day while at ISE. Tyler is going to be doing the Lord's work getting us these great interviews. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, like I said, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. And I would try to say till next time in Dutch, but I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it would be a total butchering. So we'll keep it in English. Till next time, everyone. Till next time, everyone.